Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right, welcome to the Side Action, episode 13 of season 5. My name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Weggs on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Follow the podcast at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Well, happy Thanksgiving, Action. It's a, it's, we don't usually tape on Thanksgiving. We decided to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're in Indy right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, down here visiting my parents and brother and sister and their significant others. A few other extended family over tonight, so we had a good time. Got a lot of good food, some drinks in us. How about yeah. you? Yeah, I was out in the Grange. Uh, it was, you know, my cousin Tommy and I were at the, my aunt's house, Aunt Eileen, and Uncle Phil, or 23 of us, I think, which is very mm-hmm. small for our family, as you know, mm-hmm. but pretty significant. Always good food. Uh, came home, but it was kind of an early day. Caught some football, and I'm just kind of chilling out. I'm not making a plug, but I'm watching Reacher right now. I don't know if you've seen Reacher. It's on Amazon. No, I haven't heard of it. Jack Reacher, which is the, uh, I guess, a book character, but it's a long story from the old days that Milos was so angry when Tom Cruise cast as Jack Reacher because he's supposed to be 6'5 and 260. (laughs) This guy actually is on this TV show on Amazon. Oh, nice. But uh, anyway, besides that... um, you know, for the weekend, you know, everybody wants to hear about the Shockers. It's the last Shockers mentioned for the year. We did have the party at uh, Rainmaker Zach Suter's house. Mad Dogs were purchased and consumed. Nice. Uh, needless to say, were you part of the, the Mad Dog experience last time? I used to drink Mad Dog in high school, but I don't think I ever did in Chicago. No. Well, we, it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's illegal in Chicago now because that type of malt liquor type thing is – bad for you apparently um we did it i don't know i think it was like 13 years ago or so most of us had blackout experiences that day that we was the end of the bad season this time we did it at the party zach's wife picked up a few at the corner store the bodega we down four of them amongst a bunch of people amongst some other drinks and shots i felt fine things were great we're playing left right center great time went to a bar afterwards got home didn't feel so bad. Laid down five minutes later, threw up all over my bathroom multiple times. Wow. So let's just say every 13 years is fine with that dog. Let's just yeah. do it. How, how was everyone else on Sunday morning? Were there some hurt shockers? I have heard, uh, I've heard one of the girls uh, threw up and fell asleep on the, the bathroom floor. Uh, uh, others passed out and felt like shit the next day. So <laughs> needless to say, you know, it's not 2020 anymore because I guess it used to be 20% alcohol or something like that. It's oh, sure. 13 and 18%, which is still very high yeah. um, for that sweet stuff. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll be the last time. We win another title next year. I don't know. Maybe we'll choose something else. <laughs> Wise. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Let's review week 11 in the NFL. Um, first, we'll go over the injuries and stuff and, and our recap here. So a lot of injuries here, action, especially at quarterback. Uh, you go to the first one for the Bears, Justin Fields. It's kind of bound to happen. I think this was a minus 500 that he was going to get hurt at some point. But Justin Fields hurt his, hurts his non-throwing shoulder. It is not dislocated, but it is severely bruised or whatever. 
Uh, he's questionable going in. I don't. I think the starter will be Trevor Simeon. So that's a huge yeah. downgrade in that offense. Yeah, definitely. They. Uh, I mean, Justin Fields was like carrying the offense. So I think that just given it's not like Justin Fields is worth X points to the spread, but between him and Trevor Simeon in this offense, I think it is X points, which is probably like five or six. What was interesting is we'll talk about it in a minute where the game opened, but on the other side, Zach Wilson has been the starter for many weeks. True. He is benched. You know, he was saying his famous, uh, is the offense hurting you know the team or something? He said no and didn't take any responsibility. So he's benched. Enter not, uh, what's his name? Uh, Flacco, but the great Mike White. Yeah. From Western Kentucky, maybe? Was he a Western Kentucky guy, too? Oh, I don't know. Not That's sure. okay. But he, so the, the spread has gone up and down this week with, with all that injury news. Yeah. It's going to be a battle of the backups, it sounds like. Although it, I read that Fields is questionable. So something we yeah. have to monitor, but now on Saturday. He's day to day. Uh, the, the Bengals had an injury with Joe Mixon. He actually got knocked out of the game the other day against the Steelers with a concussion. Uh, P. Ryan played pretty good in his absence, mm-hmm. but he is a much better running back than, than P. Ryan for sure. And then you got Matt Stanford, who can't stay on the field. He actually left mid-game last week for the Rams, so he's out again. Enter, who do we got this week for them? I think it's John Wolford as the backup still, right? Or did they skip I right to the somebody else, like Bryce Perkins or something? Oh, Perkins did play. You're right, the other day. I don't know what happened to Wolford, <laughs> if they just benched him or if he's injured as well. I don't yeah, know. I've read that I think it's going to be Perkins. So we'll find out. We'll, we'll check on, t- on Saturday news. But either way, Rams offense putrid again, played terrible. <clears throat> and so, you know. We'll see. Uh, the last was Wondell Robinson, which already affected you know the game today. Uh, ACL injury, so he's out for the year here. So mm-hmm. we're pushing up <clears throat> past the midseason point. So if these guys are injured, they're out for a significant amount of time at this point. Definitely. So when we go into the games action, obviously we had a great week this week. Um, you know, in the picks, we'll start off with the Colts here. You know, you liked your Colts at plus six and a half. I did too. I didn't take the money line, and it would have been disappointed because they were up big, 16-3. to three. looked like they could even win this game. They missed kind of a critical field goal in the fourth quarter. The Lions, I'm sorry, the Eagles did roar back and win the game outright 17-16, but obviously didn't cover the 6.5. So nice work for the Colts two weeks in a row. Yeah, it was a nice outcome, I guess, the cover for us, but they definitely should have won that game if it weren't for Jonathan Taylor fumble late on mm-hmm. and then uh, some – lackluster defense not spying on the quarterback specifically was inexplainable and they uh, lost the game by a point it it hurts kind of walked in on that last touchdown but it was kind of inevitable they just needed to get as many points on the board before all that onslaught the eagles have kind of you know haven't looked great last couple weeks so really for a few weeks now if you think about it Mm -hmm. houston as well so we'll see how they go are going to go forward the Lions, your Lions, man, they almost had a win today. Uh, they they went to the Giants. They were three-point dogs on the road, and they kind of crushed and dismantled the Giants 31-18. to At that point, their third straight wing, they had a chance to get their fourth straight today. Lost to Buffalo, but did cover uh, 28-25. Really weird yep. score. It's a mixed extra point, mystery. missed extra point, missed field goal in this game. So, um, I don't know. Lions are playing a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. It's uh... – 
well, three wins in a row and now four covers in a row, including today. Mm-hmm. So they certainly are showing something offensively and defensively. Specifically mm-hmm. today against the Bills, I was impressed throughout the game where they were actually putting up some resistance against that uh, dynamic Bills offense. Of course, um, Josh Allen threw another red zone interception. You know, it seems to be every week now. This is obviously moving into week 12. Sorry, guys, but, you know, it's already happened. So mm-hmm. discussing it. Um, one of the ones we did not hit was the, the Broncos. You know, we were both on the Broncos, two and a half at home against the lowly Raiders. And, you know, they really were playing around. Uh, you know, they were up by three, a couple different chances in the fourth and couldn't get off the field. I mean, it was disappointing. First of all, the two-minute warning. I don't know what they're doing, taking timeouts and, and making idiot plays, and then they leave, they, you know, basically get forced to overtime and leave Devontae at, at wide open. Yeah. And the Raiders actually win outright, 22 to 16 in overtime. So the Broncos not only uh, miss the cover but lose outright. Yeah, I was feeling good when they were up 10-0 early on. It seemed like mm-hmm. the offense was clicking, and then all of a sudden they just fell off the face of the earth, scored six points the rest of the game, and that was all mm-hmm. she wrote. That's right. Uh, another couple of good games that we were on the right side of Bengals. We talked about them really all last week. Bengals four against Pittsburgh. The game was close. I mean, you know, Pickett to Pickens is kind of the one I like that yeah. you know connection as I mentioned last week. They were actually leading at halftime. Pittsburgh was at home against the Bengals, and the game was in the balance, you know, kind of in the fourth, but. In the end, the Bengals came up with big plays, and the defense is really what made the difference, where they, they just kind of shut down Pittsburgh in the second half. They won the game 37-30. It's a little closer than the game was because they got a late score. It was really 37-23 at one point. Um, so the Bengals are, are turning the corner. Yeah. I mean, pretty even in the box score, but P. Ryan really stepped in and carried the torch from Mexican. I think he had a couple of touchdowns through the air. And um, the Bengals offense was firing on all cylinders, despite Watt being back on the field and making a turnover at one point, they still pulled out that cover. We didn't mention this in the notes. I don't know if he's going to play, but it looks like Jamar Chase is practicing this week in a limited fashion. So he's on the way back. I don't know if he's going to play this week, but uh, another game we didn't take in the contest, but, but I know you liked it. I kind of got us off it. Unfortunately, uh, the Cowboys were one and a half point favorites at Minnesota, and they came in and just lambasted the Vikings. It was not pretty. I don't even. I don't score at halftime. Was it was twenty three to three? They they were just destroying them. One forty to three going away. It looked like the Vikings kind of packed it in since they were they're playing right now actually against the Patriots. So Cowboys are. The offense is clicking now a little bit, and then the defense, of course, was ready to go. Yeah, they were awesome. I mean, just. 458 to 183 in the total yardage department, just the total yeah. destruction. 3.4 yards per play for the Vikings last week. Right. They are trailing right now in the first half, 13 to 10 against the Pats, but we'll <laughs> see what happens. In um, the last game was the 49ers. This was in Mexico City. They were laying eight points on the neutral site. Early in the game, it was pretty close. You know, obviously, Colt McCoy and Arizona were keeping it pretty close, but in the second half, Finally, we saw these weapons kick into high gear where everybody was getting involved in the offense, which is kind of the, the thing you're looking for in the second half of the season from San Francisco. They went 38-10 to 10 going away in this one and get our you know fourth out of fifth cover this week. Yeah, not only Debo Samuel, but Ayuk and Kittle got into the mix on Monday night, and it was a dominating performance. 
Right. And we should see more of that, right? I mean, that's kind of what coming out of the buy, maybe mm-hmm. figuring out ways to integrate everybody with Debo healthy you know, McCaffrey, obviously, and, and Kittle finally, like you said, I mean, that's he's key. Uh, so this last week was kind of a flip, right? I mean, it was you look at the trends, the underdogs did not come in. It was the favorites that were up nine to five mm-hmm. uh, this week. The splits, the totals were still split down the middle seven seven, but in three games did have the spread come into fact. Although today we've already got two that are coming into play. So any explanation for why the favorites are coming back? No, just midseason variants. I mean, I think the spreads are getting right in line. You know, we've got 11 games of data now, so are the odds makers and betters, and so these spreads are getting whipped into shape a little bit more. Right, true. So as we go into week 12, uh, we've got no buys this week because of Thanksgiving. It's kind of a unique week. We've got the three games, which we don't really need to talk about today because mm-hmm. the two of them already happened and one's underway. I know you said you're on the the, uh, the Pats in this game. Uh, two and a half, I guess, was in the contest. So let's go into Sunday's games. We've got the Bears against the Jets. We've already kind of previewed a little bit. Uh, you show the opener six, five and a half. I think I saw it six and a half somewhere. The total's at 43 and a half, but now with the backups, the total's down to 41 and a half. And then four and a half is the spread for the Jets, who are the home team here. Um, obviously, if Fields plays, it's a totally different game. So with the static spread, we probably look at the Jets. But you think the total's still uh, in play for the Bears because their defense stinks, or because of the backups, we should stay away? Man, that's really tough to say because on one hand, you got to figure with no Justin Fields, the offense is going to be not good. And go, right. going against that Jets defense, who is now sixth ranked in DVOA, I don't know that Chicago is going to be able to score much at all on Sunday. Right. And uh, on the other side, I mean, the Bears defense has been giving up points in bunches. And so you have to figure that Mike White is in a good position here to have some success. So, I mean, there could be some points on that side of the ball, but very, uh, I would expect Chicago scoring to be depressed. So. Probably don't have much right. of a total. I would be very interested in the Jets, though, if Fields is not playing. Me too. Yeah, if Fields isn't playing, I think Simeon, you know, he's whatever. I don't know the last time he started a game. It's been two or three seasons probably. And like you said, the Jets' defense is good. I mean, they, they were right in the game against New England last week. Yeah. We kind of talked about that, the kind of miracle cover game where they get the punt return in the last seconds of the game. But the Jets really given up only three points on defense. That's impressive, and if the Bears are on the field, I mean, I can't see them scoring. I don't know what, what's the Bears' uh, team total in this game? Uh, good question. I mean, uh, imputed looks like probably 30, 16 points, probably. Uh, you'd be lucky to see 17, I would imagine. Lots of right. uh, under money coming there. I'm guessing you're going to see 16. Yeah, And sure. it looks like uh, the spread is up to six pretty much everywhere in the market right now, so oh, you're already okay. seeing some movement on the Jets' side. Okay, well, let's put a yellow on that one because we definitely want to see if Fields doesn't play. A yeah. lot of, it'll probably be a popular play. But. For sure. The second game, we've got the Texans against the Dolphins. Uh, the Finns going they're at home this time. Open is 11.5-point favorites at home, 45.5-point total. The, uh, the total's the same, but you've got 13.5 now for, for the uh, Dolphins. This was another switch, actually. I think that the Texans are starting a, another quarterback. I think Davis Mills got benched in this one. 
So I don't offhand know who's starting, actually. I shouldn't know that. But, I mean, are you at all interested in whoever's starting for the Texans? No. <laughs> no, I can only look one way in this game. That's with the Dolphins. 13 and a half points. Seems like somewhat of a bargain against the worst team in the league who clearly is not interested in winning football games right now. And right. Uh, going up against this Miami passing attack is going to be difficult for that 29th ranked defense in the Houston Texans. Yeah, I don't think Lovey's going to survive this one, but we'll see. You never know. Uh, it's uh, it's hard to say, but they have been you know trending down ever since they got that uh, got the. Oh yeah, Kyle Allen. Oh, that's Kyle right. Kyle Allen. Yeah. Start. He, he was a Redskin, right? I think he was on Washington for a little while, Carolina, Carolina and maybe a that's Cincinnati right. Bengals stint too. I recall that he might have small hands, and so he might. Uh, small hands. Lot. Okay. Oh, baby hands. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, are you? Do you have an interest in the Dolphins at a huge number? We haven't had much success with these big spreads this year. Not really. I think it's it's a little too big for me. Um, it's, I mean, I know that the the numbers at the, at that end of the it's like a parabola, of you, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you know. At that end of the curve, it's a little bit tough. So, I'd happy I'd be happy to stay away on that one. Actually, I agree. All right, the, another one o'clock game. You've got the Bengals going to the Titans. Uh, Bengals open as a one and a half point favorite on the road, 42 point total, but now it's 42 and a half. Not a big move, and it's still one and a half in the contest. I mean, at some point, the Titans miracle has to end, right? I mean, we know we've been talking about this weeks. They only had the one loss at Kansas City. They still didn't they cover again last week? Yeah, I, on the road at Green Bay, right? Wasn't that yeah, interesting last week? Yeah. So that was on the that was Thursday night game. Yeah. So I'd be fine to line up with the Bengals here, um, even though, you know, one and a half. I mean, although the, the trick I heard, you know, one of these tips is if you're going to take the, if you're actually going to bet on the game, it's better to take the money line, not the, one of these really short one and a half spreads, right? Is that? Yeah, I mean, especially definitely. It depends on the price. Um, I think yes. one and a half point favorite should be about 120 on the money line. And it's certainly at those numbers would be more beneficial to just lay the extra juice there and just bet the team to win rather than have to sweat out a one point victory on some occasion. Right. So what do you think about Cincinnati? This I like Cincinnati too. I, I'm happy to go against Tennessee despite my failings this year and betting on or against them and, and all of their games. I think uh, <laughs> the numbers are clearly uh, stacking up against them and they continue to figure out how to win football games and, I know you and I have talked about Rabel is probably the common factor and all that. Yes. But, um, I mean, the the slight issue I have is that Bengals' run defense is not stellar. 16th ranked, middle of the pack, and uh, Derrick Henry is certainly routing into form. And so that might give me a little pause. As a yellow, we can discuss it. We don't have okay. to go all in. That's fair. I think there's a little bit of value, but – this is one of those things. I mean, metrically, this is the same thing. You pick the Bengals, right? But, you know, this is a game. You know, last year, there's a little bit of a revenge factor, I guess, with the Titans. You know, they did lose last year in the playoffs kind of in a tough fashion. Um, didn't they have, like, nine sacks of Burrow in, the, in that game? Yeah. And they still lost. Yeah. The game. So I do think the Bengals' offense is awesome uh, right now. And if it gets chase, I mean, the, the miss and mix But – Burrow's playing really well, uh, and I like the way he's playing. 
he'll beat the pass rush. But like you said, they got to stop the run. Mm-hmm. So. Another game with a little bit of value based on current market. There's two and a half and threes in the market right now. So one and a half in the contest mm-hmm. looks like a bargain. Right. I had it at two and a half on my numbers. So it's going back to that trend. Let's go to the next game. Tampa Bay uh, is going to the Browns. And then you've got, I believe this is the last game that Brissett's going to start. Is that, is that yeah. right? Um, so the Browns, or I'm sorry, the Bucks open as a three-point favorite on the road, 44-point total. It's down to, uh, oh, it's up to three and a half in the contest, 43-and-a-half-point total. Um, you know, I can only look at the Bucks here. Uh, I think the Bucks are actually playing better football. I know that they had the bye now. You can come off a little bit slower, but they started playing better before the bye. My numbers don't necessarily say that this number is good because it's three and a half, but the Browns just their defense has not impressed me. Second half, every game they're giving up 20, 28 points a game in the second half. They did it again last week. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I do show a little bit of value to the Browns here. I, my numbers make it three and a half on a neutral. And giving them a little bit of home field advantage certainly would think that there's value taking that number. But they just haven't really shown much the last couple of weeks. And I think that the Bucks, in particular are defensively set up to stop the run against Chubb and company. And yes. so I think that uh, offensively the Browns are going to have a bit of struggle trying to score against them. Yeah, so I, I mean, is would that number, though, scare you off three and a half? Yeah. I mean, it would help probably a, a low-picked mm-hmm. game because of that. That's true. Three and a half is not ideal, um, but we could color it yellow and come back to it, I think, because I, yeah, I do think that it's going to be a bit contrarian. Yeah, I think I just think the Bucks are starting to run into form. The defense has been playing good all year for the most part. It's the offense, you know, and mm-hmm. the Browns don't put up much resistance. you got to figure that the bye week is going to help Tampa quite a bit coming out of that, getting a little bit healthier, and Brady's going to get on page with these receivers who've been in and out of the ball season. Yeah, and I think they're going to start the young guy, Rashad White, yeah. um, rookie. I think that's going to give him a little pop in a run game. Not that Fournette can't get it done, but I think they're going to – he had a, get a good game last last week or when he started two weeks ago or got, a, got a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a good game here too. Yeah. Okay, next one o'clock game. You got the Falcons going to the Commanders. Uh, you know our, our beloved Commanders. We stayed off the Houston one, and they that was good because Washington crushed them. Uh, Washington comes home and start open as a three-point favorite. They're up to four and a half in the contest. The total was at forty-three down to forty-two and a half. You know the Shines coming off Atlanta a little bit. They they haven't been covering at, at the same clip as they did early in the season. Part of it is, you know, and also, I guess we didn't put that. I was, I was, Cal Pitts is on IR. Yeah. He's out. Good call. That he was utilized. But um, he at least was a, a decoy most of the time. I, I love the commanders right now. I don't know about four and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big number. Um, I don't know if I can do Atlanta, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, especially the run defense is so good for, for Washington. Yeah. I think the value, if there's any value, it disappears. So Washington would be the pick here for me. Yeah, I like Washington a lot. I think that Kyle Pitts' injury and uh, missing being missing from the lineup is going to be hugely impactful to their offense because they had very little passing game to begin with. And now without right. Pitts, the defense is going to be able to key in on London. And mm-hmm. uh, Mariota has not really shown an ability to get the ball down the field. They're really a run-heavy offense, as it is. 
and going up against this Washington defensive front is going to be very difficult. And I think that uh, Chase Young has the potential to be back in the lineup this week as well. So right. I like Washington a lot at the four-and-a-half point spread. All right. I mean, are we going green here? I think so. I'm on. All right, let's go green. The other thing about Washington is, I mean, they, they're obviously on fire, uh, playing really well. With the Giants losing, I mean, they're they're right there. I yeah. mean, I think that they're going to leapfrog the Giants in weeks, you know, no problem. And they're definitely, for, you know, for me, I don't know what the price is for them to make the playoffs, but I'm sure it's still a plus price. I would be putting my chips in on that. I, I like the way they're playing. All right, let's do the next one o'clock window. Uh, the beloved Broncos uh, going to Par- going to Carolina. Wow, this is a this is a humdinger of a game here. Uh, should be a real high scoring one, right? Action. Uh, the total open is thirty four and a half. The forty four and a half. It's up to thirty six. Uh, but the Broncos are still favored by two and a half on the road. There's no way I'm going to follow the Broncos. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, but I don't know if I can make a case to to do the Panthers either. But is that total too low? I mean, it doesn't no. even seem too low. I don't know why it moved up. No, it's definitely not too low. <laughs> uh, I think that it's just right. In fact, uh, the Broncos can't score. And on the other side, I'm not sure that Carolina – I believe that Sam Darnold is starting at quarterback this oh. week. So the we quarterback go. carousel continues in Carolina. And I, that's not going to turn up anything on offense for them either. So under is definitely a play. And as for a side, it's a total pass for me. Yeah, okay. Get your DJ Moore shares ready because Darnold loves DJ Moore. True, that's true. <laughs> right, let's skip that game. Uh, the last 1 o'clock window is the uh, the Ravens are going to the Jags. Uh, Ravens open as a 4.5-point favorite with a 46-point total. It's down to 4 in the contest at 40, in a 44-point total, so move down. Now, the Ravens, I think they're one of those teams that are playing better, too, and they've got a really good schedule down the stretch, but... We've talked about this before. Jags home field advantage is something. For some reason, people don't play good down there. Mm-hmm. I've speculated maybe strip clubs. It, it may not be. But um, I don't like that number for the Ravens. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. It's a tough spread for them. I mean, I do think that they're going to win this game. But asking them to win by four is another question altogether. The, offensively, they have been really dominant lately. Number one ranked offense uh, running the ball and number eight passing. And uh, the Jaguars, despite their hot start, have really cooled off defensively lately. They're now yeah. 31st against the pass. So <laughs> I don't think I can get behind the Jags on this one, but that would definitely be the lean for sure. Yeah, me too. The value is to the Jags. I don't know if I can back mm-hmm. them. So let's skip it. Uh, here we go. Chargers against Arizona. Uh, this is at Arizona. I don't know why there was no opener. Maybe because Kyler Murray was hurt or something. Yeah. Um, so now in the contest, uh, the Chargers are four and a half point favorites on the road, 47 and a half point total. Um, you know, you were on the right side with the Chargers last week. You discussed this. They did get within that number, right, for the Chiefs, but they haven't won. Um, they've had a couple losses here in a row, you know, against, against the 49ers and the Chiefs. So kind of the upper echelon. Now they're playing the Cardinals. Do we know if Murray's playing or not? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I can understand why they held him out last week in the high altitude in Mexico City. Yeah. You have to figure he's going to be closer to playing this week. But the number leads me to believe that he's not because the, right. the Chargers being favored as three-point home or uh, road favorites leads me to think that there's going to be another backup under center for Arizona. Yeah. 
It's tough. I, I mean, I have the Chargers better, you know, obviously. I mean, I just don't know if I can get to that. I mean, I don't think Arizona's a very good football team. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get fired at the end of the season. That, that's my take. So it depends on whether they play it out the string or they're playing hard. I mean, it's tough because Hopkins is playing tough, and they've got a couple guys kind of ran the ball well, but the defense just doesn't seem to have anything uh, to offer. And the Chargers did end up having uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams play last week. When they play, the, deep, the offense is so much better. Yeah. And it's way better. So it's hard because the metrics don't show that because they didn't play for so many weeks. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I could back the Chargers, but four and a half, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's the same old Chargers. Will they, they break our hearts again on the road? Yeah, you know, I have my odd screen up here. It's three across the market right now. So four and a half in the they contest must, is a tough ask. They must think that he's playing that up, uh, Marie. That's a good point. It's rare that Circa would – well, they had to make the lines yesterday a little mm-hmm. a day early. So, But is I, there enough value there for Arizona? Do you, can you back Arizona? No. Okay. I don't have interest in Arizona. I'm going to be keenly interested to see what Mike Williams' status is like because he sat out mm-hmm. most of the second half last week. and. Yeah. If he's he out did. there, they're a totally different offense between him and Keenan Allen. Yeah, because he gives the the, the deep threat and you yep. know eighth guy. Okay, well we can monitor, but I'm I'm okay to pass on it too. I think uh, so. Yeah. Now the next game we got the Raiders against the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks came off the bye, you know, obviously they got beat by the Bucks in London or no Germany, sorry, Munich, Germany. So Seattle open as a four point favorite. It's three and a half in the contest. Total's pretty steady from 48 to 47 and a half. I mean, if, I guess the question is, we know what the Raiders are. They're not that great. Mm-hmm. They played good in the second half when they needed to against a defense that probably was tired because they were on the field the whole damn time. To me, the Seahawks are past. I just don't like three and a half, right? I mean, but they're doing this in the contest for a reason. I do think Seattle's a better team. Whether the first half carries over to the second half for this team, I'm not quite sure, but... I mean, I I think the Raiders aren't that good on defense. I I don't know. They played good last week against a bad offense. Seattle's a pretty good offense. So yeah. any thoughts? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I like Seattle. Even the hook doesn't really scare me at all because I okay. think that uh, I, I show them three and a half on a neutral and with a little bit of home field advantage. I'd say a lot of bit of home field advantage that you yeah. can easily get to like five or six in this game. And so I think uh, – Given that, and the Raiders' 32nd defense, 32nd against the pass with Geno Smith and company coming off of a bye, there's a lot of things that point to Seattle in this one. Okay, let's let's call you. You're good on green or is that a yellow? I'm good for green. Okay, green, go green, green. Seahawks. Yeah, Ridgeway will be really excited when she listens to this tomorrow morning on a run. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go to the next one. We've got the Saints against the 49ers. Uh, I don't know what the why the opener wasn't there, but we've got the 49ers in the contest as nine and a half point favorites, and then the totals 42. So you're starting to see that kind of you know point spread tax, I guess. That yeah. this game was played two weeks ago, I think it'd be six and a half or something, right? Now it's nine and a half. I do like the 49ers in general. It's just a big number to lay. The Saints aren't good, but they're also not terrible. So, ugh, I don't know. I don't think I get a more than nine and a half, buddy. And I can't back the Saints. No way. I agree. I think that everything you said is 100% accurate. I, 
The Saints question mark at quarterback. I mean, it seems like they're going to stick with Dalton, but I've been yep. reading like some scuttle about how Winston is unhappy. He lost his job because of his injury and whatnot, but um, that may be some of the reason for this market move. But I'm with right. you. I think that laying nine and a half with the Niners is a little bit too much at this point in our contest season. Yeah. And they may beat up on him, and that's great. Go 49ers, you know. So mm-hmm. I think at this point, just from a I already had put money on the Eagles and the Pills a long time ago. I may put some money on the, I don't know what their, you know, 49ers to win the NFC numbers would be, probably maybe 4-1 to one or something like that, 4-5-1. Mm-hmm. to one. I definitely am trying to get on that, I think, now, because I think now that I saw the offense, what it can do, that's going to be the missing link in teams against, you know, when they play Dallas or, or Philly, they got to be able to score points, and we'll see how it goes. Yep. Last 4 o'clock window game, we had the Rams against the Chiefs. When they put this one in the 4 o'clock window, they thought this was going to be epic, you know, like I thought. <laughs> the Rams suck. Uh, so for, the Chiefs open as a 14-point favorite. Now it's 14.5 in the contest. Total was at 44, which basically means it's all Chiefs, right? So um, I don't know, man. I, I like the Chiefs a lot. I mean, you know, they're they're dominant, but 14.5, ugh. The Rams got to have some pride at some point and play really great defense once, right, and keep it within the number. But I can't back the Rams. I'm sorry. I'm, I guess I'm all favorites this week, buddy. <laughs> I agree. I don't – especially if uh, the Virginia quarterback – what's his name? Perkins. Thank you. Bryce Perkins, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm reading here that Stafford is out for sure with the concussion. Yeah. So, um, and Wolford is on the injury report questionable, so maybe that's why they're talking to Perkins. That could be bad news for the Rams, but I think defensively you got to figure that they're going to step up and show some gut on Sunday, right. and uh, that makes it tough to cover 14.5 points. I do make it 14.5 on a neutral, though, so <laughs> it's just... And, I mean, the Chiefs do have, obviously, a great home field advantage, so... Yeah, but, how, I mean, the Chiefs haven't been covering numbers this large this year, so I, mm. I think this is a an outlier for them in terms of their ability to cover a number this big. All right. Agreed. Agreed. It would be tough. Like, like I said, I normal, normal situations. If I felt the Rams were still competitive in the conference, I'd be all over the Rams because mm-hmm. it's like clear spot. Like the Rams are the wounded, you know, wounded animal. It's kind of like when the Titans went in there, you know, they didn't have the quarterback somehow. Yeah. But you know, I just don't think, McVeigh has the guys motivated like they did last year. They won their title and and that's it. And offensively, they can't get anything done. So the Chiefs are going to score 21 points. It's just whether the Rams are going to score, you know, 10. You know, they don't get within the numbers. So we can pass. Yeah, we can pass. All right. So the Sunday night game is the Packers against the Eagles. Um, the pa- Eagles open as a seven point favorite. Is that what it is in the contest? Seven. Um, okay, so seven points, obviously, in this one. So, And then the total you've got is the one from 44 to 46 and a half. It is seven. Okay, so total narrative job, nothing to do with numbers. I just believe this could be Rodgers' last start. Maybe. Like, if they lose, maybe he could get benched, right? I mean – I guess. Is it possible? Yeah. I mean, Four and eight? They got to start what thinking the, about getting, uh, what's his name, some reps. Love? Is that his name? The, yeah. the backup? Because yeah, you're right. Love. I mean, once they're out of the playoff picture, there's absolutely no reason to play Aaron Rodgers. 
I saw yeah, me just... a news report come across the bottom line today that he has a broken thumb in his throwing hand. He does, yeah. So, what do you think of that? Okay. So, <laughs> but he's still playing. Yeah. I mean, if you're injured, stay out, right? So, I don't know. I, I do think the Eagles have been playing poorly. Mm-hmm. You're all over the Eagles here. I, I just... You think that they're going to cover that seven, huh? I do. I Yeah, I mean, the Packers offensively, I don't know how they're going to be able to move the ball at all against the Eagles. Despite the short win last week against Indianapolis, the defense actually played really well. And uh, I'd, I'm not sure that Green Bay is going to be able to score on them, especially right. with Rodgers' injury. And the, the running game is certainly not going to be able to find success against that Eagles run defense. So, I mean, how are they going to score? And the question is, will the Eagles on on the offensive side of the ball put up enough points to cover this number? It's only seven. No, it's only seven, and I understand what you're saying. Um, and the Packers are bad against the run, right? Yeah. Still. Yeah, thirty second. So, I all the numbers point to the Eagles. I know that. I'm making it like a 12, 13 point spread, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, it's the if it's his last stand. Maybe he's just a punk and he's going to go out sucking and losing his last seven game, right? I just, it's kind of like last week between Minnesota. You were right on the the Cowboys. So the Eagles are the correct pick. Yeah. I just, something tells me that Rodgers, at least in the first half, is going to put up something. He's going to make a couple plays down the field to the the rookie Watson or something. And, hey, they're going to be up 14 to 10 or something. And then, sure, the Eagles might cover in the end. But they've also, the Eagles were, were a huge second quarter team mm-hmm. for like the first half of the season. Yeah. And they have just slowed that down for some reason. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe people are getting a good handle on this, you know, what Lombardi calls a six pack offense Yeah. with on Hurst. And you're seeing them doing much slower starts and they have to come back in the fourth quarter to win games or lose. So I don't know. I, I could probably get on board with the Eagles, but let's talk it over on, on Saturday. It sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I want to monitor all of the Packers' offensive injuries, too. we got Bakhtiari, Randall yep. Cobb, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, all on the injury report. So that's going to be Yeah, good. well, this number, what's what's the market for this number now? Six and a half. It? It's six and a half it's six right and now. Half. That's what I'm saying. Something's up, yeah. dude. I'm like, yeah. that's why I thought it was, when he put seven, I was like, I saw a six and a half. So maybe just people are... Thinking my way, which is stupid to do that. But, uh, all right, last game is your team. Uh, the Colts are hosting the Steelers. Uh, Colts open as a two-point favorite, and now it's two and a half in the contest. The total from thirty-eight and a half to thirty-nine and a half. Really interesting. It's not just Saturday. It's going to be Jeff or just Sunday. It's going to be Jeff Monday now. That's right. Uh, I don't like the Colts in this spot at all. I'll be honest with you. I think that they they played good last week against a pretty good team. Steelers defense, you know, obviously played a superior offense and didn't hold up in the second half. But I think Pickett's going to move the ball a little bit. I think the Steelers defense is going to play really good. So I don't, I don't like. I definitely am not on the favorite this time. I would take the Steelers in the points in this one. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, the value definitely points to the Steelers. The question is, is two and a half enough to get you to the window? Yeah. Right. And for me, it's not quite enough. So I would be more likely to pass. And I'm okay if we pass. I mean, it was it was weird to watch a Monday night game last week and have us have a pick on the line. Yeah, We've taken true. so few games yeah, true. <laughs> in, the, in the primetime window. It, it makes it nice. I can watch, don't watch, whatever. So, 
Okay, let's pass. Let's pass. Sounds good. Um, all right, let's let's review our potentials. We've got a few. We like the Jets minus four and a half at home. We got to look at, at the Justin Fields news, of course, against the Bears. Uh, we like the Bengals a lot, one and a half on the road against the Titans. We like the Bucks three and a half on the road at the Browns. We like the Commanders laying four and a half at home against uh, the Falcons, and then we definitely like the Seahawks. Uh, laying three and a half at home against the Raiders. We will debate the Eagles and Packers again. Mm -hmm. uh, they are playing seven at home on Sunday Night Football. So we definitely go on the favorites route, if I'm not mistaken. we have any dogs on this calendar? No, no dogs this week, actually. Zero underdogs. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure you have to reconsider that because we'll they're going to take your underdog card away from you. you go to the <laughs> Today was the day for dogs. You had the Lions come in, it the was. Giants come in, the Patriots are hanging tough. We'll see. Yeah, 16 all at the half. Right. No, you're right. I mean, at some point. I mean, I, like the Steelers, we, we probably wouldn't get on board with the two and a half, but that was when we talked about. Yeah, for, you know, for, we so. should probably just highlight the Steelers for fun here. We could talk about it a little okay, bit. Just for S&Gs, S&Gs. All right. Well, let's uh, – Finally, action, we're back on the, the good side. Right. Four and one week in the Circa Million update. We're at 28, 24, and three. Really weird record, but that's 53.64%. I didn't put in the place. It's like we're like 15 something. Hang on one second. I got it in my other sheet here. Here we are, live radio here. Uh, we are at 14.52, so huge. We moved like 800 places nice. in a week uh, because, you know, the Consensus didn't do so great last week. So the top dogs at 39, 15, and 1, which is you know still almost 72%, so they're kicking butt. Um, but the top 100 is still within reach, right? We're like five and a half back. They're at 34, 20, and 1, about 63%, 62, 73. So they're coming back to us. That's what we're shooting for to get in the, get in the money. If we put, a, put together a couple more form ones, we'll be right there, buddy. Yeah, I think that we can do it. Yeah, we're, we're due for a 5-0. and oh. We've done, what, four and ones maybe four times this year? Mm -hmm. Let's get that 5-0 and oh this week, actually. Come on. I like it. All right. Well, let's talk a little World Cup. I mean, it started on Sunday. We kind of had the preview, and uh, there's been several pools that have been played so far. We still have more to, ahead, I guess, today is the last, That's right. last one that gets played, right? Yeah. And then obviously the big match tomorrow for USA against England, but... Talk to me about how you've been doing and um, what you've been seeing. Well, uh, me personally, slow start in the World Cup. So uh, first round of games didn't go so well for my bankroll, my World Cup bankroll. But there's plenty of tournament <laughs> left. So sure. there's a few big upsets. Argentina lost, I'm sure you saw, to Saudi Arabia on Tuesday morning. And then uh, Germany lost to Japan the next morning on Wednesday. So those were the two big shocks in the first round of games. And uh, You were kind of hot on Japan, yeah. right? You like Japan. That's right. Yeah, I, uh, I do like Japan. I have some money on them coming out of that group. So that was certainly a good outcome for my futures uh, portfolio. But going into the second round, we talked last week about how the first round of games typically are lower scoring because teams like to be a little bit more guarded. Well, that changes right. starting tomorrow. So... I think typically okay. going into match day two, they call it, you see teams open up a little bit because they either lost or drew on day one and they feel like they need to get to the win column. So going into match day two here, I'm going to be targeting a little bit more on the over side rather than unders personally as a 
as a general rule of thumb. Yeah, I like that. I mean, the only one that was kind of crazy out of whack was that seven zero Spain Spain thumping a Costa Rica. But you did see there were at least two draws at zero zero. So you think this one will kind of open up? Are there any matches in particular that you're interested in, or are you just doing that across the board? Um, yeah, there's a few games that I bet already tomorrow. A couple of a uh, couple of underdogs. I like Iran early on against Wales with the spread. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to play back on Qatar. I know they looked terrible on Sunday, and I think because of that, we're getting a little bit more value with them tomorrow, catching a full goal against yeah. Senegal. And then mm-hmm. uh, going into Saturday, there's uh, I like Denmark going up against France. They're a, a half a goal underdog. Um, okay. And so I think playing them, getting plus a half a goal, which means that you win your bet if they either draw or win against France. I think that they have historically fared very well against France, and I think they could win against them on Saturday. Nice, nice. And then have you been been able to watch them? I know you're not getting up at 4 in the morning, but maybe yeah. you're catching the uh, 11 o'clock or the 1 o'clock. I usually games. skip the first game, but yeah. uh, I turn on the TV around 8 to catch the second game and then on from there on. So Nice. Yeah, there's been some viewing parties, some friends. You know, I have a lot of international friends, especially the volleyball community sure. there. Very interested. Yes, one of the one of the girls is Argentinian. She's she was upset. Another girl's German. She was upset. But you know they're gonna watch Germany on Sunday and they're gonna watch Argentina on Saturday. Uh, I know that people are gonna watch the U.S. match. I'll be able to watch that. I gotta work a little bit tomorrow. Uh-huh. I'll I'll flip it on. I don't know if I'm excited about that outcome, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, you know USA USA. I think that U.S. has a small chance tomorrow. It's gonna be entertaining. I I yeah. think that. Both teams will get on the score sheet tomorrow, and I expect a few goals in that game. So it yeah. should be fun. Hopefully we can at least eke out a draw and have a chance on the third match day against Iran. Yeah, we need that one to, to advance. So All right, great. All right, How about well, you? Any, any action for you on the World Cup so far? No action. I am waiting till the knockout round. I okay. think that for my theories or the way I look at it is, and I mean you, you can speak to this better than I can, I know that these pool games, they play hard. It's not that they don't play hard, but I guess I just feel in the knockout round, they're going all out because yeah. it's winter at home. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that better. And it's maybe not pre- more predictable. I think that'll happen in the third match for most teams too, because a lot of teams are playing to get to the next round. So like I said, the first game, it was it was hard to gauge. I don't know these teams either. I'd rather stay away, let it play out, and then maybe it's easier to do the, the zigzag theory or something like that in the go. second match. Um, but I think I'll, I'll jump on with the, uh, the knockout round. Nice. All right, that wraps us, wraps us up on the Thanksgiving edition. You'll be listening to this tomorrow probably, but, uh, you know, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter and at Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and on Instagram. And follow me on Twitter at 31S Roberts. All right, happy holidays, everybody, and uh, good. have fun with those leftovers. <laughs> That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.
Side Action Podcast, its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. Individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made, as the Side Action Podcast, its owners, hosts, associates, or guests will not guarantee any advice given. The opinions and advice given on the Side Action Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.